0: Welcome to the Monday Night Scores, the wrestling podcast covering the epic battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. We relive the war skirmish by skirmish to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures that week. We then reveal which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings using our golden envelope. Last time out, we had a travesty of a result, as a shocker of a Raw won the ratings battle against a slightly less egregious episode of Nitro, which put the WWF show ahead 6-5 in their head-to-head ratings battle. Let's see if WCW can respond and pull level this week. But we'll start by introducing ourselves. I am one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined by a man. Who thinks the fine in fine print means sexy. It's the one and only nitpick Jim. How are you doing, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I've had a, an exhausting day on oh, the no. DIY front. I've had, it, I've had a run in with uh, Jim Duggan's lad.
0: <laughs> Hacksaw. <Haxo. laughs> Junior
1: Hacksaw. <Haxo. laughs>
0: <laughs> Junior
1: Some Some rusted screws that needed sawing off. I've, I've, uh, I've called on Jim Duggan's lad for that.
0: Fantastic, blimey. <laughs> so you've put you right in the mood for some more cobbler from the man himself on Nitro. Absolutely. And I'm also joined by a man who, back home, is known only as El Admirador del
2: Caramelo. That's toffee fan.
0: It's Lost Liam. All right, Liam.
2: Bueno, bueno. <laughs> um, I'm good, thank you. Good uh, stuff. As you. As you mentioned at the, uh, the very beginning, it, it took me a couple of days to get over. Uh, the last episode's uh, results—I couldn't believe uh, Rory awful. prevailed after that that shambles. So, you know, I, I don't think I've predicted a correct uh, a correct result for the last couple of weeks. So, <laughs> God you. knows where to go from here. Well,
0: there's only one way to find out. Let's get to it. Alright Jim, take it easy, I'll get you placed in history with some cultural reference points before you start getting uppity. Let's set the scene. The date is the 11th of December 1995. This week, Sacramento metal pioneers Deftones released the stunning single for seven words from their album Adrenaline. And I'd just like to urge absolutely everyone to go and listen to that gem right after this podcast. Toy Story started its third week atop the US box office. Don't worry, folks, finally a new film is coming next week, and what a film it is. And Los Caramelos beat West Ham 3-0 at Gunnison Park on Premier League Monday Night Football.
1: <laughs> wow, they've got to go over the results. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes, we have. Scraping the bottle here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, now we know what we were listening to on the HMV demo pods, what we were re watching at the movie theatre the to marvel at the stunning CGI graphics, and what was causing a young lost Liam to Jimmy Hart round the living room. Let's see how Vince and Eric are going to compete with that lot. There'll be acrobatic Olympic gymnastic floor routine delivery Asaris. Acid trip, neon harlequin print, spandex-wearing young Jeff Hardys. But no world's strongest man, sexual chocolate Mark Henry's. Let's get cracking. And we kick off with WWF Monday Night Raw. Jim, take us through what happened. So we
1: got Raw this week. It's probably going to bit a debate about this uh, pre-record, didn't we, about how to pronounce... We did. This is we have got the name of the town nailed on. Salisbury.
0: Yeah, got that. That's fine.
1: However, the state <laughs> came under how, how, a bit of a debate of how this was pronounced, so it's Maryland. So Salisbury Maryland?
0: Yeah. Maryland. Gone. I got it.
1: Got it first time.
0: D- yeah, that could be Maryland. I don't know. I probably... <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Let's L- move on. Losleim seems <laughs> the most confident I'm gonna go with him. <laughs> 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 It was there right, so, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think we practiced that before, and as well he's we still uh, still made a mess of it. So, <laughs> but we kick off the show. the show begins, and we 've got a series a, a, a deluge of medical puns to begin with and It has nothing to do this time with Sean Michael, so it 's all part me. of <laughs> it 's all part of the the Bob backland crossfish chicken wing epidemic epidemic even i'm doing it now they yeah. I mean, have got me <laughs> you've got me doing it
0: that was word perfect <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> studios notes you were taking there, yeah, Jim.
1: yeah as we get a it's, it's a kind of highlight reel of his, his bizarre actions from last from last week and uh well king and vince do voiceovers but i don't know what the obsession is here with medical stuff we're constantly we're being bombarded out we? we've got michael sean michaels we've got we've then got, we've got bob backland it's all uh there's too much of this going on. Yeah, I think we really need to change it down next year. Um, and then, of course, because we can't go without knowing what's happened for Shawn Michaels, we then get a bit of a an update on him too before we cut <laughs> to the titles. Uh, we're back in the, the arena in the comments as they begin with a, a breakneck preview of all the matches that are going to be on tonight, all the events of tonight, <laughs> uh, as Owen Hart makes his way to the ring with a sizable, possibly... Way too big, to the point it's so necessary to have this many men with him. Entourage. He's got Yokozuna, Jim Cornett and yeah. Mr. Fuji in tow yeah. for his match with none other than, as mentioned in the intro just previously, it's
0: it's Jeff
2: Hardy, everybody. Jeff freaking Hardy. What, a, yeah, what about I this? this.
1: He's sporting some outrageous trousers <laughs> and he's got some uh, very 90s... Very 90s lid, hasn't he? All Proper... oh, the
0: curtains are uh, oh, you're yeah. in force.
1: Dyed curtains. <laughs> yeah.
2: David Beckham, yeah. your heart out this, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Two Go years before Beck's, this is where he got it from. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good to see Owen's taking Jeff so serious, though, with all, the, all these people. Hardy <laughs> no. gets a bit of offensive as well, really, though. He doesn't it does. need to match
1: his uh, his loud trousers. He starts with <laughs> at... <laughs> his offensive trousers. He starts with a bit of offense as well, with uh, a few arm locks. We all get his swans on bombs, though. As, uh... No as Owen Hart takes control yeah. and goes on to dominate throughout midway through the match we could get to a split screen we get a split screen and we cut to uh, British Bulldog's wife <laughs> which we've seen alongside the match taking place British Bulldog's wife's here it's split screens and split loyalties here oh, because uh, good. the Bulldog's wife is of course Brett and Owen Hart's sister um, and Brett meets the British Bulldog at the, the forthcoming pay-per-view the next event put on by WWF in your house mm-hmm. I believe four or five um, for the title this Coming weekend in don't 1995. Mind. Don't try and tune in. <laughs> don't turn up in your house. It's,
0: it's,
2: it's, up. it's not
1: happening this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made a note of this because I thought it was well noteworthy. There's four minutes and twelve seconds on the clock <laughs> when uh, we get our first mention of SummerSlam '92 at Wembley Stadium. I don't think we had a callback to that last week, so I, I'm glad <laughs> they got it in earlier. <laughs> An interview with Diana, a British bulldog's wife, called Diana. By the way, Diana Smith. Um, it's promised later in the program. King asks to do it, and Vince denies him permission. And um, but moments <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> back, 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 in the ring, <laughs> it's just mentally saying it, saying it like that. It's just... Someone scripted that, right? What happened to here, Jerry? You're going to ask, and he's going to say, no way. Yeah. And then we're going to
1: move on. <laughs> the, the way it transpires, Funny I thought it was worth pointing out. It
2: is.
0: <laughs> which is, is insane, isn't it?
1: Vince, flat no, you can't do that. <laughs> and on <off> we go. <laughs> uh, back in the ring, we're, we're building up to the finish. We get some exemplary selling from Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. He, he turns yeah. himself, Fully, he pretzels himself, having a <laughs> cop the running clothesline yeah. from Owen Hart. And then Owen follows by going up top and... Uh, landing a missile drop kick. He threatens then to put uh, Jeff in a sharpshooter, mugs to the crowd like a kind of, ah, it's too easy, and then kind of like rolls through for the, gets a kind of bridge pin. Yeah, um,
0: wasn't even worth the sharpshooter. Nah,
1: couldn't even bother himself to do it. That easy. Uh, if you thought that was, the, the finish was being a bit too merciful on a young Jeff Hardy, though, Owen oh, no, out soon sets you right by proceeding to kick the shit out of his <laughs> slain opponent after the bell has rung. Uh, Cornette jumps in the ring, Put a couple of boots in before a big man Yoko Zuna is back. In. I've started to think, what is the purpose here of of, of Mister Fuji? Yeah, yeah, he's Does anyone... yeah, he's, know, he's totally redundant in this. Terrarium. Obsolete isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's just some kind of ornament, isn't he? He's, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even get in the ring. No,
2: I don't think he did. Total he he carries the flag him. down, yeah, doesn't he? That's like i say, correct. It, just so we know where Yoko Zuna is from, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, case <laughs> Uh, we shut shot in the locker room while this is going on uh, where Diesel
1: has rigged up a telly on top <laughs> this of uh... a... This is weird, this. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's watching the action from this telly he's rigged up on top of a box in a locker room. Uh, Yokozuna enters the ring and Diesel kind of sits forward a little bit in his chair watching a little bit more intently as though there's an element of mystery about what Yokozuna might do. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> and, and Diesel really wants to find out um, if we only had some popcorn or something. Hartley drags Jeff Hardy to the corner. Christ alive oh, it's him I, really hate,
0: I hate seeing this I hate oh, it how he can I die no, oh, I know. Jeff Hardy went on to have
1: a prosperous career in wrestling <laughs> after he suffers this fucking bear off of a bonsai drop
2: oh. goes and Yoko sits on him for ages afterwards it's <laughs> fucking hell it's brutal he's, uh, he's not going to pass the uh, fitness test for Mabel's uh, chair next week is he no Jeff Hardy he's not going <laughs> to be he's not carrying not the that. for all after that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the solar plexus is uh, has been shot oh, i seen, better days. So Korean, seen better
0: days days <laughs> awful and
1: following this following this full on pulverizing Eoinhard puts the sharpshooter on too and this kind of felt a bit like overkill and um, we then cut back to the back and once the sharpshooter's locked on Diesel decides I've had enough of this and he starts marching to the ring so why wait that long <laughs> I know
0: when, I'm it was going clearly to... danger
1: was clearly fucking was brewing as Yokozuna started climbing the ropes God, you know was... what I mean
0: that... and, he, and he didn't do that quickly you know <laughs> it was time
1: anyway Diesel run he r- rushes to the ring corner and uh, Hart bail, uh, leaving the two big men in the ring Diesel gives uh, Yokozuna a bit of a beating gets a big pop out of the crowd And then uh, Vince tells us Diesel's going to avenge his pal Shawn Michaels at the pay per view when he meets Owen Hart this weekend. I thought this, again, I know I mentioned this last week and I keep having to mention it because I keep being confused by it on a weekly basis. I thought Diesel was going to be a heel now. So
0: did I, yeah. He he
1: saluted the crowd, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Came out to cheese. Don't know what's going on. Don't know what's going on. He's making saves. He's, well, kind
0: of. The guy was already dead, but he's he's attempting saves. (laughs) But, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd just. He saved Jeff Hardy's corpse and the crowd love it.
2: Yeah, I
1: Maybe I just completely misread that fucking heelish pro boy he did yeah, the maybe. night after he did that heelish attack on Bret Hart after he lost the title. But I don't know.
0: Maybe it's all me. We've misread um, his clear heel turn. Yeah, we've got yeah. that wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think we are.
1: Yeah, but it turns out it's not the only uh, situation I've misread as Vince then tells us. The King is going to attempt an interview with none other than Diana Smith moments after being prohibited from doing so. He spent this match bribing Vince
0: man. to make it, let, him, let him do it. I don't understand. Yeah, literally minutes ago,
1: <laughs> you told him he wasn't allowed to do this, Vince. And now, <laughs> and now never mind,
2: because we're going Off to a trot. break. <laughs> when Diesel was uh, leaving the rink, did you see the... Uh... <laughs> The uh, the the fellow that rushed to the front barrier with the um, uh, with a black diesel glove on, just to to get a high five. <laughs> I saw the high five. He, yeah. he, he was easily forty. What was he doing? Here? <laughs> Pushing kids out of the way. He had a prominent mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was really pleased that he got he got diesel. some interaction with diesel. Diesel, <laughs> diesel. <laughs> I can't I even that. believe diesel acknowledged it. Like, no, he's not doing this. Come mix. on, mate. You've got a mortgage. <laughs> I couldn't believe
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
2: missed that. Anyway, what <laughs> was Back in the
1: uh, back in the ring, we've got Aji Kong straight out after the ads, and she's up against the pint-sized chaparita Asari. Vince plugs the upcoming interview with Shawn Michaels and Todd Pettengill. He's getting all the big interview gigs, isn't he, lately, the Toddster. He's, he's turned into the, the Jeremy Paxman of WWF. I'm surprised they didn't pull him out for uh, Diana Smith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night, fucking late night talk show. Parkinson? Of Beckon. yeah. Parkinson, never mind, it. Pettengill. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: anyway, this match, Jesus Christ, Aja Kong is fucking nails. Honestly, yeah. She's absolutely nails. Throughout the match we got a series of snapmares where she's got all of Asari's hair and f- <laughs> fli off over her shoulder. <laughs> Unreal. Fucking hell. A ton of boots where she doesn't fucking hold anything. She's like physically moving and oh, Asari. She's kicking kicks, her that hard. Honestly. She's fucking moving her. And she hits a monstrous package piled out where she spins oh, around yeah. and jumps and thunders her head bonds first into the mats and this would have been, obviously, she goes for the pin. It would have been game over, but Kong aborts the pin attempt to uh, prolong the assault. Asari, uh, she attempts to come back. Kong completely no-sells it and starts doing what could only be described as a, as a kind of prehistoric version of the floss dance, the kind of <laughs> where it all began. You know, the, the evolution of man posters, you see. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, the, 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 the ev- floss.
1: The evolution of the, the floss dance. I reckon this is where it began. She's just kind of like... <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Side to side with her hips, didn't That's it. it yeah. I, uh, I, I cringed here. Not, not. Obviously, the dance was bad, but it, this just fed the comms team more offensive material, mm. then, didn't oh, it? Yeah. I
1: just, I've just, I've just washed over all that. Cause yeah, it's, yeah. It's just,
2: I can't believe well, that's what I mean. Every time, every time yeah. Kong's on the uh, on the program, she gets squashed, doesn't she? Yeah. She's the fucking best wrestler they have. I know. I know <laughs> it's ridiculous. <yeah. laughs> I'd put the belt on her. I'm not, I'm not even talking about the women's belts. Yeah. I'd put
1: the belt on her. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do <laughs> if you know. champion as a Kong. She's a fucking Definitely more of a heel
2: than diesel, Kong. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The violent beating is drawn to a close when, uh, when when Kong misses a splash off the second rope. Yeah. Asari then scampers up to deliver some kind of corkscrew moonsault manoeuvre, which is... Look great. Yeah, it did it did, again. Missed, but looked great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, it <laughs> <Yeah>. missed. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And then, then Kong picks up a sari and absolutely fucking wallops her in the yeah. m- in the mush with a swinging backhand. Oh, absolutely.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I winch every time I see this. Yeah, like, after seeing it to a London Blaze a couple of weeks ago where yeah. she was like winded for ages and it's just brutal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Correct.
1: And yeah, then we From there from there we from from, from a you know sublime demonstration of you know, fucking stiff wrestling with him she one one of the, one of the most ridiculous fake <laughs> aspects of fucking <laughs> phony aspects, rest yeah. of the HBK, um, I said, you coronavirus interview there, the HBK concussion <laughs> interview. Uh, the ironic thing leading into this interview as, we, as we're building up to it, we, we could see the uh, poor chaparita Asari uh, crawling out of the ring, following, <laughs> clearly <laughs> suffering some real life head trauma, yeah. covered in blood.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, the clarity yeah. out of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nose probably broken after that fucking massive backhand she got from uh, Aja Kong. Um, and the refs are kind of helping her out of the ring, up in the back. And then then, <laughs> then the interview itself begins, which is, of course, a load of garbage. <laughs> um uh, Michaels is asked when he's coming back by, by Todd Parkinson. And, and, and he says, <laughs> Michael says, it would be today, but the doctors and, and the top brass, they won't allow it. So I'm going to do what I always do, and that is ignore any kind of authority and just do what I want to do. And hopefully, before long, I'll be back in the ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'll, see, I'll see you in about three weeks, months yeah. time or something. So, so you're not doing nice. Exactly. So it, you know what I mean? Way to ignore <laughs> the authority, Sean. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Take that the man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'll wrap it up because this was toilet. Uh, Michael's has to go acting. He does. And, and and much like me, he learns <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, so he gets all upset when, when the todster, the todster asks, implies his career might be over. He starts talking in the past tense. And, 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 and then Michael gets on his high horse. He kind of tries to shame the todster for his lack of compassion and refuses to answer his questions about potential retirement before, uh, before we go to a plug for
2: the pay-per-view. But yeah, I mean, garbage. I just didn't really want
1: to talk much about this because no. it, is, it is trash, is it? it is indeed uh, yeah.
2: it's awful uh, uh, what I found quite alarming was that that Shawn Michaels kept referring to himself as HBK which is quite a worry you know coming back from a concussion you know he's not talking <laughs> in first person though. So, <laughs> so, so, so that was what I was worried about first of all and then we, we've we been fed the viewers have been fed that you know he's on his last legs and he's got yeah. brain damage and all kinds yeah, so, yeah, life so, imper- life so, so of course he's going to be asked these questions so to to, to get all defensive over this was just yeah, was absolute good. toilet wasn't it it was
1: Yeah, it really was really was um Up next, up next, we've got Ahmed Johnson versus uh, Rick Stockhauser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote his name down and then underlined it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The household name, Rick Stockhauser. (laughs)
0: Rick Stockhauser. And he looked like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Much like everybody else out there, I wonder who is going to win this one. And, 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 And the answer is... Ahmed Johnson. He's... And then, then, we're off to we're off to Slam Jam next. As as the doc, he tells us he had to help with Christmas with, with with our Christmas list homework. Christmas list homework is that is that a thing? Uh, as the camera <laughs> new on me, <laughs> <laughs> as the camera zooms in on the back of a denim jacket he's wearing, and then I think this this can't be this can't be Christmas list, homework. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's Shawn Michaels looking absolutely absurd with like it's not even his. Current look, do you know what I mean? It's not even it's his current a, look, is it? An outdated look. Yeah, yeah, it's a really outdated look at Shawn Michaels. Um,
2: oh, it's, it's uh,
1: and then the camera pans out, and there's, you know, we've we're in some kind of walk-in closet, walk-in wardrobe, basically, where there's there's
2: about ten of these jackets, <laughs> yeah. all decorated with different yeah. wrestlers. They'll sell uh, the, the, the Diesel denim jacket to the the, the fellow before. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah you know, so there's
2: what? one there's one sale.
1: <laughs> Back in the ring. Vince is about to have a word with the Million Dollar Corporation. Um, there's a quality start of proceedings here because Vince begins to question the one, two, three kid, oh, who's man. obviously, as we know, now a oh. initiated member of the Million Dollar Corporation. Um, kid begins to to mumble something inaudible <laughs> before DiBiase quickly comes running in.
0: How bad was this? Yeah, he quickly
1: comes running with a fire extinguisher. <laughs>
0: Nobody panic, nobody. I've got this covered. Kid starts, gets it wrong, and then says, oh, I'm, I'm panicking here, yeah, I'm yeah, in he in and says, DBS, you're the mouthpiece, and just said, hands he? it off to That's me." He says, he go ahead, Ted, you're the spokesperson. <laughs> go ahead, Ted, you're the spokesperson. Bails. What? Absolutely
1: bungled it within said, seconds. Oh. Seconds in bungled. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. Uh, DBSI. Takes over, so this can only, I mean, they've had to rehash the order of the promo at <laughs> least. And he, he takes over, he starts scolding some uh, doubting Thomas's. <laughs> doubting Thomas's the world over, get a bit of a telling off. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, I thought they'd nailed it with the kid because DBS starts asking him a series of, of kind of questions that only require either one word answers or very short responses. And the kid nails this. <laughs> And he said, he said it kind of, you know, But the, the ultimate question was, what does it all boil down to? The kid says, get the money. And then it's like...
0: And <laughs> like Brian then... Connolly, it's a puppy. <laughs> so he was like...
1: <laughs> get the money. But, but after that, uh, the kid soon began its own talking segment, which was... As toilet as you'd as imagine it would be. So he rambles on for a while and now the kid's obviously rattled having forgot his lines 1st time. shit, shit, don't forget your lines, kid. Don't forget your lines, kid. Don't forget your lines, kid. Uh, he rambles on for a while about Razor Ramon puppets and puppet masters and I- ignoring the irony that he's just joined a stable called the Million Dollar Corporation, where he does the bidding of the group's head honcho at his request. So uh, <laughs> it's all a bit not adding up there. No, it isn't. The kid finally starts talking some sense, though, when he reminds us that Marty Ginetti is a great wrestler. And then he makes a laughable prediction that no one takes seriously, stating that him and Sid are going to prevail when they team up against Ginetti and <laughs> Razor in your house. Come off it, kid. You almost restored credibility. And then you tore it down with this nonsense. Um, the mic is then, is then passed to, to psycho Sid. And it, I'd like to say it gets better, but it really doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sid is, is is marginally better on the mic but that's like saying having your fingernails pulled out with pliers is slightly better than having your eyeballs extracted with an apple core
0: so <laughs> right this is it right with Sid right w- watching him cause because his character is that of a you know a, a psycho right psycho Sid yeah he's either the best or the worst actor in the world and I, I, I flitted, I've gone the worst i flitted between the two and landed on worst <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I was in equal parts enthralled and horrified by this thing I have to watch. It's like, does he does he know where he's supposed to be? But then, but is that then proving that he's really good at this psychopathic? I didn't know
2: didn't know what. I think.
1: Yeah, like,
2: I think it was you last week, Jim, who said that uh, Bob Backlund is is much more of a convincing, like you know, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a, way better. Like, he's playing the part much better than than, yeah. than uh, Sid. But yeah, this was this was garbage.
1: It? Yeah, it was, and and I won't, I won't I won't gratify it with talking about it really. So Sid rambles on for just a, uh, well, I say just a bit of time, but quite quite a bit of time. Given what he was rambling on about, um, beating <laughs> up Genevian Razor, and then uh, yeah, we couldn't run advert Plug in next week's RAW, and uh, yeah, before you know, it's 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 uh, it's main event time, and and what a main event we've got in store here because it's Brett, the Hitman Hearts one of the one of one of the le- a legend and icon, and yeah, you know. An all-time great versus.
0: Oh, back. Fuck me! How's this happened? Right, shockiness, it's absolutely diabolical.
1: Yeah, is it? Before it begins, though, before it begins, we get a bit of respite because there's a flood of adverts. Obviously, Christmas is coming, as as the docs reminded us. And if you didn't, if you haven't spent all your money on cardboard cutouts and, <laughs> and denim jackets, um, there's there's been a lot of toys being plugged in this episode. I've ignored them by and large throughout this episode, but there's one that I really stood out to me fucking hell uh, the final one that they plug is this uh, Meccano like product you know where you have to build like cars and planes and shit like that it, did you get what the
0: name of that was yeah I did Erector Erector Erector. <laughs> Erector and it was all made all the worse because it was Doc delivering the voiceover it just sounded yeah. <laughs> so creepy Erector oh Jesus Doc it's
1: for kids this mate tagline was it's amazing what you and Erector can do oh fuck girl <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is this oh god it's amazing what you and Erector can do <laughs> the single most appropriately named for kids toy I, I could think of uh, but honestly, if you out there if you know of a more inappropriately named kids toy I, I personally would love to hear it so please please tweet us at T-M-N scores that is T-M-N scores um, onto the match then onto the main events. Um, It starts out, it's it's this really absurd visual to to begin with, where you've got, it's just why, why is Bob Backlund here? I know we've just touched on that, but why? Um, You've got Bret Hart, he comes out with his kind of, his black and purple, all his gear on, that's kind of like loud and eye-catching. Yeah. Makes him look like he's a big deal. Yeah, he looks like the the real, yeah, he looks the real deal, yeah, definitely. And then opposite him in the ring, oh. you've got Bob Backlund. Just looks like he's an ordinary man. In he his looks pants. like yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: In his, y, in his y front, it's, he's got yeah. he's
1: got a bog standard haircut. Yeah. He's, he, he looks like he could have done himself. Yeah. He's got he's pasty as fuck. <laughs> he's wrestling in a pair of plain blue trunks and knee pads, and he's got these black trainer things on. Yeah, he, he looks like he spent about a tenner on his gear. All <laughs> yeah,
2: in, yeah, yeah. You made comments about the, how pasty he looks. At. I I, I'm pretty sure I could see his heart. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Translucent Bob Backland. <laughs> yeah, this this ring this ring gear this ring gear from Backlund here oh, was abysmal, wasn't he? I, I did make note of it myself, uh, Jim. It's, it was Awful. horrendous. Awful.
1: It's like he's, when he started out wrestling, right? These'll do me for twenty years. These, and he's <laughs> and, and,
0: and just persisted. Legitimately, that, that I think you're right.
1: Oh Awful.
0: What was he doing? And main here event, in this... wrestling your champion, right? In wrestling this position? Your world heavyweight champion. Because he beat because he gave a sound man a wedgie last week. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> is this?
2: It's atrocious. The pits, isn't it? This is this is the this pits is, from uh
0: pits. right. From the
2: right. WWF at the moment. Right.
0: Correct. We've hit, we've hit we've hit absolute rock bottom.
2: <laughs> it can sink no lower. This now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Poor> <laughs> prayer.
1: Right. I, again, I'll, I'll I'll be quick with this. Uh, the match begins. There's a lot of grappling to begin with. They're on the ground. They're rolling about in and out the ring. They are set the other. No one's really doing much just getting old of each other and um, before the King he swans off to interview Diana Smith wife of the British Bulldog as we've been promised um, King tells us Diana Smith we're told the full name twice because Vince also tells us it's a name uh, it must be like Wembley Stadium over again and then for a second I thought I thought, what happened to Wembley Stadium and then Vin- King said it must be like déjà vu for you. Fucking hell! It is for me, King, because every week we're talking about Wembley Stadium at SummerSlam 1992. In 1995, know, what has happened in the preceding three years? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> Diana Smith's dower, isn't she? Oh no, this, is, this is this is yeah, shocking.
0: Imagine, imagine an interview segment between her and the kid. Imagine, that, like, <laughs> fucking like it'd be, be, there'd be like a black hole that appear. Or that'd be the end of civilization. That'd be the end of the universe. You know, the powers the be
1: have decided. Let's get it, let's get, um, obviously, because of the family connection, let's get yeah. Diana Smith on and we'll have yeah, a chat yeah. with her. Uh, let's see if she's up for it. They must have, you know, yeah. vetted the idea of whether she's yeah. capable of yeah. doing something entertaining, but well, they obviously didn't. But like, no. they... it's so not needed, is
0: it? No, no I... why did you need anything more than what they had initially, which is her looking on, you know, shocked or upset or whatever when something was happening so you don't why do you, why do you need an interview to reinforce that we understand she's the brother of one and the wife of the other we can all understand why there might be a bit of a conflict of interest there right? exactly,
1: but she doesn't even come down either side no she doesn't, it's fucking, it's fucking she, doesn't even, she doesn't even nail her colours to the mass in any definitive way she kind of suggests yeah yeah it'd be good if, if he wins the title but it's not like <laughs> you know she doesn't come out with anything you know oh fuck Brett do you know what I mean there's nothing like that there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no like no there isn't I know. I know it's, you know all... massive statements or anything yeah Completely pointless. Yes. Um, so, King's got three questions. One of them is more of a statement that it must be like deja vu for you. Um, the second one is he asks if she likes Bulldog's more aggressive style. A bit weird. And then King suggests, you know, what are the thoughts on Jim Cornette for getting the, the husband the title shot? And, well, I mean, I like Jim Cornette, but doesn't feel like he needs to be involved in this interview, so, does he? <laughs> no. I, I, I,
0: very Before weird. we leave you, Diane, what do you think about Jim Cornette?
1: Yeah, totally. So there's, there's, there's a massive issue here between your husband and your brother. And <laughs> no. We're asking about what your thoughts on Jim Cornette are. <laughs> <laughs> it feels highly unrelated. Uh, but, but yeah, pointless, rubbish. We're back in the ring. Uh, the match wasn't very good, was it?
0: Was it awful? Well yeah, back it awful. It's spoiling slow, style. Lethargic. It was lethargic,
1: yeah. It was it was, was back putting on arm bars for about eight minutes. And yeah. then after about eight minutes of arm bars, Brett makes a comeback which 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 builds us up to the finish. Yeah. Um he hits a backbreaker into an elbow drop from the second rope, goes to put the sharpshooter on. Uh, as he does, Bulldog rushes the ring. <laughs> There's a funny bit in the tweet halfway through where Vince says. Like as if you know he's got inside information, and I'm hearing from the back that Bulldog is watching on the same TV that Diesel was watching <laughs> on earlier. Said, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the breaking news. We don't cut
1: away to it though, we just get told yeah. it.
0: Show us like then, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: god! But yeah, inevitably, the end, the finish comes about where British Bulldog rushes the ring. Earl Hebner sees him, yeah. in the ring, doesn't yeah. do anything. Nope as the Bulldog and Hart face one another, but then Backlund sneaks up behind Bret Hart, locks on the yep. cross chicken wing, Yeah, the scourge of the WWF production team.
0: <laughs> Sound cuts out instantly.
1: <laughs> Man, woman and child. Not safe. Anyone is at risk, uh, but it's this it's Bret Hart copying it. And... Um, at this point the bell's called yeah, for and Backlund disqualified
0: absolutely unbelievable makes Vince no described
1: sense. this as obvious disqualification don't know that Vince this wasn't obvious he didn't <laughs> disqualify it. him when he got in the ring he didn't <laughs> disqualify him when Bulldog got in the ring <laughs> no. he waited until Backlund put the move on and then
0: just <laughs> it makes no sense at all none of this
1: did and then uh, the heels beat up Hart um, as you know, a lot of referees and some backstage dwellers toil in their efforts to kind of pull <laughs> them apart and that goes on for a while seizes out the programme and that's, that's that's all for Raw this week
0: So that was the December 11th, 1995 edition of Monday Night Raw. But what did we make of it? Well, my ratings builders are... Build number one, Owen in proper heel mode. I absolutely love Owen in this, guys. And he seems to be growing into it week by week. Cornet gets a special mention once again, but I thought Owen was fantastic as a just pissant dastardly heel. Great stuff. Build number two, Jeff freaking Hardy. Oh, Jeffrey Ardier, his selling of Owen's stuff, especially the clothesline and the flying dropkick, just meant, you know, the, the just made such a difference to the usual kind of pointless squash matches we get. He got some of his stuff in, made Owen look amazing, made it a really entertaining match, and you can just see, wow, leagues ahead of some of the other dross we've had to see beforehand. Great stuff. And build number three. Short and sweet, but Ahmed Johnson's Pearl River Plunge. What an absolute gem of a finisher this is. I think I've probably said it before, but in a world where the torture rack is being pushed as this almighty signature moon, <laughs> this just stands out a, a million percent over and above in a different planet. Great. Liam, how about you? What were your Raw ratings builders?
2: I found it quite quite tough to to compile uh, three builders this week for uh, for Raw. Um I don't think it's I don't think it's doing particularly well at the moment. I think they're uh, they're scraping the barrel on a lot of a lot of segments. Um but easily builder number one was Arya Kong. Um I think what we saw here was a, a nasty, nasty side to her. Uh I liked the the whole taunting the crowd and teasing to go for the pin. We got this brutal uh pile driver and the spinning back elbow that we that we always get. Um was was particularly uh, was particularly devastating this week. Um, I think Asari is going to need the uh, the day off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was easily easily builder number one. Yeah, great. Uh, builder number two, like you said, uh, Steve Jeff Hardy. It's always nice when we go back and do this, and yeah. you, you catch a glimpse of a future superstar and. And as you say, it wasn't a long match, but Jeff did show glimpses here of his of his ability in the ring and the way he sold that uh, clothesline and just just his overall working with Owen Hart was was just good to see. Yeah, um and and hopefully we see him next week with Mabel, so that'll be that'll be nice. Yeah. Um <laughs> I was str- I was struggling for for building number three, but I think Owen Hart has to have a mention on there. Um, as you say, in terms of in terms of the heel. Um, he does play this part really well. Uh, I liked great. that he didn't want to waste the sharpshooter on uh, yeah. Jeff Hardy. Awesome. Uh, that 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 was a uh, that was really a good point of that 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 first match and um, as always in the ring very, very very technical very good to watch. Yeah,
0: perfect stuff. What are you, Jim? What were your raw ratings builders?
1: Uh, Builder number one for me is Aja Kong. Nice. If anyone ever hear anyone tell me wrestling's fake, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell them to watch that match with Chaparri or Asari. Yeah. Fucking hell. She's absolutely merciless. Um, builder number two is the opener, quite like the opener of the show, Owen mm. Hart Jeff Hardy. Owen um, Hart dominant in that, you know, that the, the, the shit aggressive heel role that you quite rightly mentioned, Steve. Um, Jeff Hardy bumping all over the place and uh, and taking that bonsai drop too. Jesus Christ, look mega. And And, and Diesel making a save as well kind of made it. Helped him look good, if not... Yeah. Confusing the fuck out of me, and um, building number three, we've got. I had to think a bit abstract here, but I've gone interest beyond beyond the main event. So we've criticised, quite rightly, in my opinion, we've criticised WCW's pay per views for being uh, too orientated around big gimmicks like like the monster truck match and the the sixty men battle royal and all that. Um whereas on Raw, and then like on the undercard of the pay-per-view, you get loads of other matches, but there's no one, you know, you are not told about it. It's not it's not a, it's nothing to uh you know get excited about. Yeah. Whereas on Raw it appears to be a concerted effort to yeah, yeah. develop interest in other wrestlers and their matches, like their fuse like with with Dean Douglas and um and Amma Johnson and uh Diesel making a save that I've mentioned. So it's I'm not saying it's great stuff, but I'm saying there's at least we've been given some reasons to care about. You know, more than just one specific thing.
0: It's over to the ratings killers, and they are... Killer number one, Bob Backlund. (laughs) Many reasons, but by far and away, the worst was... The noise that Bob Backlund made when either giving or receiving a move every fucking time was this... Whoa, 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 incessantly, and it made me want to punch my own face. Kill number two, Diana Smith's acting, she's as good on the mic as the rest of the heart, I'm very sorry to say. And killer number three, the kid's acting, again, god damn it, Leroy, he does this every time, it's awful. Liam, what about you, what were your raw ratings
2: killers? I'm going to go with number one, uh, Raw being an open billboard this week. Um, and what I mean by this is well, there's too too many adverts. We had Karate Fighters, Hot Shot Basketball, <laughs> WrestleMania arcade game, Ricochet remote control car, NFL co- quarterback computer game, the yeah. Erector uh, model cars, Tycho's Haunted Highway, Burger King, and finally Milk. Uh, <laughs> clearly cash straps at this point in 1995, and it's just it's just tiring. There's too many of this, too yeah. many adverts. Um <laughs> Killer number two, uh, I've got to mention the HBK because this interview was utter trousers. Um, <laughs> why did he get so offended by this retirement question? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really get that. That's all we've been fed for for three weeks. Like, how serious this injury is. So, yeah. of course, um, that is going to be a, a legitimate question to be asked. You know, Todd Pettingill had every right to ask him that because that's all we've been we've been told. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I don't get what that was all about. And killer number three, I'm gonna. I'm going to put Armad Johnson on 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 the killers list, mm. and um, only because only because this was just another squash match. I I don't yeah. need to see Armad Johnson batter you know another job. Um, Rick Stockhouse, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's getting one dimensionalist now, you know. And yeah. if we look back at his opponents on roll, we've had Jake Steele, Rad Radford, Rick Stockhouse uh, this <laughs> week. You know, I don't like I say I don't need any further convincing that he's a unit. Put him up against someone decent. He he. he displayed uh, some good in-ring ability uh, in the card match of Survivor Series. So this is getting a little bit stale now, but let's put him up against someone who uh, who's of decent uh, wrestling ability, I think.
0: Jim, over to you. What were your Raw Ratings Killers?
2: Killer number
1: one, all the uh, the squashes and the interviews. It's just, like, I mean, that's all this show was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yep. Squash match interview, squash match interview, followed by ridiculous main event. I, I guess the form I could, um, you know it could work in the sense if you had some good people to do promos, but they haven't got any. So why do they insist upon this fucking, this particular format when it's just, it's just desperate to fail. Uh, Killer number two is is Bob Backland. So again, there's plenty to say about Bob Backland, but I've, I've I've zeroed in on um, Bob Backland getting the upper hand on, on, on Bret Hart again. I'd be livid, <laughs> livid. It was British Bulldog getting this title shot, not me, if I was Bob Backland. <laughs> <laughs> He's beat up Brett out twice now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's he's just, he's not even involved in this in your house event. Yeah. I'd be livid. Yeah. Um, and killer number three, I, I was concerned you might all say the same things and we have said the same things for a few weeks now in terms of, because they've been so blatantly obvious. So I've, again, I've gone a bit abstract. Um, what what annoyed me this week, was Vince's reaction to jokes. <laughs> so like, <laughs> So, uh, I dare say a good few of these are his as well. Oh, so, like, guarantee, yeah. The, the king always makes the joke, doesn't he? The king yes. tells the joke. Yeah. So, the Stuart in diapers, he's, he's, he's thinking, you're only as old as you think, and Stuart must be thinking really young. because I heard he's back in diapers again and all that. So, King says that, you know, ha ha. And then, like, some of the jokes are funny, some of them aren't, and then some haven't stood the test of time. But, yeah. like, whatever the joke is, whatever the punchline, Vince always acts with the same for outrage. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean this? Uh, you know what I mean. It's always, it, 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 he never laughs. It's, it, he, he, he never gets up in arms. It's always just this, this, this placid. You know? How dare you? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he never never laughs. Why, why have? Why have so many jokes? Yeah, if, if 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 the purpose of them is, is just completely lost to everyone.
0: An actor, he isn't. Yeah. I can stop. So that was Raw, but what about Nitro? Liam, take us through
2: it. So we are live from the Independence Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina for this week's episode of WCW Nitro. Comms bring us in, and Eric Bischoff reminds us of the main event that's coming up tonight. Hulk Hogan and Sting going up against Double A and Ric Flair. Mongo. I dressed Pepe this week in a leather dog jacket to match the leather jacket he is wearing. Ugh. And he tells the viewers to put your leather on because you're going to see some mean and nasty boys tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that about. I mean, he definitely owns a few sets of Erector, doesn't he?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, this guy. Anyway... <laughs> As the comms team are discussing the main event and where Hogan and Sting's loyalties lie, we hear the ring bell go and the opening match has already started. We cut to the ring to see the winner of our Wrestler of the Year, Eddie Guerrero, squaring off against Mr. JL. Get in. We get a lovely sequence here early doors in this one where JL tries to roll Eddie up from the ropes. Eddie holds onto the ropes to counter this before stepping onto the second rope and going for a moonsault that JL avoids. Mr JL charges towards Eddie who manages to hurdle over him and as JL bounces back off for of the ropes, Eddie hits a fantastic looking tilt-a-whirl-back breaker that gets a close two count. Poetry in motion this. Yeah. Eddie climbs to the top turnbuckle, locks hands with JL before landing a slick looking flying arm drag. Mm, Beautiful okay. start this by Eddie so far. Eddie hits a, an atomic drop after a few arm drag takedowns by Mr JL. Uh, JL sits Eddie on the top turnbuckle and then uses the second rope to launch him in the air and he delivers a botched-looking springboard dropkick. Eddie falls to the outside. Taking this opportunity, JL goes to the outside apron and then plants a cannonball senton splash onto Eddie. Yeah. JL totally on top at the moment. Yeah. He follows this up with a beautiful snap suplex that gets another close two count before comms promotes Eddie's upcoming match at Starcade against Otani. No idea who that is, but... From what we've seen from the uh, the Japanese contingent so far on uh, WCW, it should be, a, should be a good one. Yeah, correct. Absolutely We're right. coming to the end of this one uh, and we get JL whipping Eddie into the corner. But as JL charges over, Eddie counters this with a leg roll up using the top turnbuckle. We get a bit of back and forth from both as they try and counter and pin one another before eventually Eddie blocks a sunset flip and counters with a pin that gets the victory. Yeah. I thought this was a bit of a tame finish, to be honest, with yeah, them both same. being both being high flyers. Yeah. You know, you wanted to see something something a bit more extravagant for the uh, the finish. But nevertheless, Eddie Guerrero picking up the victory. We cut to a Mean Gene promo, who's joined by Jimmy Hart and Lex Luger. Yeah. Gene starts his interview with a, a very odd statement as he tells Luger he's looking awesome this holiday season.
0: <laughs> I didn't get that. Either,
2: before no. turning to Jimmy Hart and asking who dresses him. <laughs> A great I think he's line. had too much too much eggnog here I know, in the back. I know. Me and Gene, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Hart, clearly annoyed by Gene's uh, outlandish start to this interview, tells him to do what he does best: stand here with a microphone and keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the gist of all this, what we get from from the, the this interview, is that Jimmy Hart's claiming that Luger is the the uncrowned WCW champion, and then we get a couple of recaps from Halloween Havoc and World War Three, where Luger. Can, can be seen applying the torture rack, then targeting the arm of of Savage for the win at World War Three. Yeah. It's interesting here though because we didn't get any footage from Savage beating Luger <laughs> on the uh, Halloween Havoc card. Do we So <laughs> Yeah, you're right. When does it Luger pack in? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No, just idea. to put
0: up with this for a while. Yeah,
2: I think I think we do. We're strapped in for the long call here, Jim. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Luger chips in here saying that he could have taken Macho Man's arm from his body if it wasn't for his friend stink and that Hogan's interference last week cost him the WCW Championship. We go back to comms who reveal that coming up next we're going to have Mr Wonderful going up against Disco Inferno before begging us before begging us not to go anywhere, fearing a biblical migration from the viewers at this current announcement. Yeah, just don't tell us.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always so random, isn't it, when they wheel out Mr. Wonderful oh, for a TV I know, appearance? Honestly. He, 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 Mr. Wonderful on this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 we've seen him for three I think, months.
2: Yeah, I think he featured like week one, uh, sorry, week two or three of the uh, yeah. of, of Nitro on that too. We've not seen him since, have we? Correct. Disco Inferno's cheesy entrance theme is playing to a chorus of boos from the paying public. <laughs> However, there is one member of the crowd who's booking this trend. As the camera zooms in, we have one woman who's having the time of her life Loves here. She's, she's throwing all kinds of shapes out. Really it's absolutely is. rascal behaviour from this fan. <laughs> <laughs> Loving life here. Disco Inferno's, he's, he's got one He's got one follower and uh, she's, she's giving it, she's giving it full, uh, full, full going on here. Yeah. This ma- his is mum. That she's <laughs> in yeah of <along, so>. yeah. <laughs> Part of the family. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful's music hits, and he enters, mirror in hand. Mm. What is this music, by the way? This is this is up there with a worse for me. Just it? atrocious. Oh, isn't it? It. oh it's oh, so he's... bad. I didn't realize. Wonderful. Oh, how... <laughs> <God. laughs> oh wow. I was
1: thinking, though, Mr. Wonderful. Given that he is pond life, he's got he's got so much going on for him in these fucking. He's entered has he last for ages. He's yeah. got the. The, the personalized mirror, the sparkly jacket, this fucking protracted entrance—you'd think he was the fucking top guy on the You're show. Right, TV
0: it? time through the roof. I know. I, yeah. did, I, I did
2: like the uh, the back of the mirror. It said "one wonderful." Yeah, the back n- of his number mirror. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> oh
0: God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought he was doing the Twitter game and he just had a hashtag. But I was like, "What? All right, no, it's a number one. It's a number one." As wonderful makes his way down to the rink, I notice here that he has an uncanny resemblance to the head from 90s children's <laughs> TV show Art Attack. <laughs> I lost it here, honestly. Have a look at that. It's, it's identical. It's yeah. me again. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. Class. Anyway, we, we, we're What's into that? the rink and uh, Disco Inferno leads this off with some stomps, elbows and punches to Wonderful before dancing to the crowd. Wonderful finally gets involved in this one, halting a charge from Inferno in the corner by getting a boot up just in time. Bobby Heenan makes a strange suggestion here that he's unsure Sting and Hogan can work together tonight as they don't get changed together in the back. <laughs> eh? <That's, laughs> it's to ultimate tag team rule. <laughs> well, wait a minute, you didn't get
0: changed together.
2: <laughs> oh, shocking. Yeah, he's, he's having another, uh, another shocker here, Bobby. I know, he's not. He's bit, it's been off for a while. Yeah, he? he's yeah, yeah, a rough he's, patch, he's, Does Bobby. He's, he's, on the, he's on the decline, isn't he? Yeah. Um, wonderful hits an inverted atomic drop back in the ring before pulling off some dance movie of his own and then dropping a, a vertical elbow drop onto Inferno.
1: I did laugh at the, uh, the dancing pop for that one. Jesus Christ, horrendous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wonderful, anyway. He picks Inferno up off the mat following the elbow drop. He lifts him into the air and, and delivers a nice side suplex. Uh, he covers Inferno. He, he gets his foot up on the ropes for for some additional leverage, and then he gets the one, two, three. Yeah, over quickly, wasn't it? It didn't was. Didn't mind it. Didn't mind Mr. Wonderflair. Didn't mind him. Yeah, yes. it was. It was. It was all right, wasn't it? He did the. He did the best with with what he had to work with. I think. Yeah, I didn't mind. Good on you, Mr. Wonderful, Well done. He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for me, I'm afraid.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you though, Steve. Anyway, back to the most overworked employee in the organisation, me, and Gene, <laughs> who has three of the four horsemen out with him for a quick interview. No prizes here, gentlemen, for guessing which horseman is missing from this lineup. Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Charles barkley he's, been, he's, he's he's been built up more than Chris Benoit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, in the horseman is is he actually with this lot, Benoit? Because I, I'm not convinced. I've not seen it. No, haven't we, seen it we haven't seen now. anything from Benoit in, in this lineup, have we? No. No. Shocking, absolutely shocking. Anyway, the horsemen get a fantastic reception from the crowd. Yeah. Before Flying Brian gives us his two cents about being part of the horsemen and how much it means to be part of this wrestling dynasty. He then takes some verbal shots at a few people on the roster. He talks about people wanting to be part of this Horseman lineup and one of those being Hulk Hogan. And this was the reason for his black clothes, but he couldn't handle being the bad guy. I was a bit confused then because he starts mentioning all kinds of people and then not really explaining anything yeah, uh, logical. So, uh, so he, he brings up the American males and how they sent uh, Rick Flair and Arn Anderson eight by 10 glosses of them. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Uh, he, they, they bring, <laughs> he, they, he brings up Mongo and then says he's a pretty flexible guy. <laughs> no clue there. And it then certainly
1: he, seemed like he was uh, under the influence of, of some substances, didn't it?
2: yeah. Then he mentions a Dungeon of Doom and an audition and then, and then talks about the Zodiac before pulling out a pretty convincing impression of a, of a rabid dog, you know, <laughs> purred off with a barking here. I don't know what was going on. They'll have to have a rethink here, the Horseman, about putting Pillman on the mic first. Anyway, Pillman's attention then switches to Mr. Wonderful, who apparently could have been a member of the Horseman, but instead is a member of the Psychic Friends Network. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Oh, it's Twilight Zone F- stuff, this is <laughs> from Pillman. Like Fleur, Twilight. anyway, thankfully jumped on the mic yeah. to a positive reaction from the crowd. <laughs> but halfway through his bit, Mr Wonderful, clearly upset at the statement from Pillman, comes out and interrupts the interview. Good on you, Mr Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he sternly tells Pillman that he's only part of the horseman because he turned it down. I'm not sure about that. Was he really an option? I don't think so. And there was still a space.
0: <laughs> and, oh, yeah. be
2: yeah. and Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can still be part of this. Don't give yeah. up on that. He calls Pillman a snotty nosed punk who only carries the bag for the horseman, and this leads to the two brawling. Double A and Fleur jump in to save Pillman's bacon. And the two start sticking the boot into Wonderful before picking him up and delivering a nasty looking spike pile driver yeah. straight onto the concrete. This was ruthless from the angle we got. Yeah, Jesus. It yeah,
1: it was nasty.
0: Yeah, it really was.
2: Comms are doing Wonderful's
1: the Wonderful's finest hour as a
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> only lasted a few and his, had his best ever match on nitro, nice and then he was killed.
2: And now he's a yeah, now he's a chalk outline on the uh <laughs> on the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Comms are trying their very best to sell this as a serious injury. Bobby Heenan saying to us that he, he he can see that Mr. Wonderful landed on the top of his head and he would damage the nerves in his neck. Mongo has seen similar injuries on the football field, but the most convincing statements coming from Bobby Heenan, who tells us that Orndorff is definitely injured because his mouth is open. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe that. That's just... He's injured. His mouth is open.
0: <laughs> He's having a stinker, ain't he, Bobby Heenan? Right. He's absolutely. You reckon he's just—he's been told to. Like
2: Mongos, just just looking so down. Can you on. just
0: can you just take the heat for a few
2: weeks? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, the God. the EMTs come out from the back and and start to attend to the injured ondoff. In the background, Lex Luger's music hits and he heads down to the ring. Jimmy Hart in tow. Heenan rejoins the comms team and informs us that Wonderful isn't talking and he's just making noises. As we're getting the lowdown on Wonderful's current condition, <laughs> for some incomprehensible reason. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's music plays and he starts to make his way out from the back is he lost? (laughs) He can't surely be involved in a match with a potential number one contender for the (laughs) WWE belt but he is and he gives a couple of before making his way to the ring, tongue dangling out of his mouth (laughs) looking like a dehydrated Labrador a really old one (laughs) (laughs) Duggan leads off with some early blows to Luger before landing a hip toss and a couple of elbow drops to the total package. We cut to Mr Wonderful on a number of occasions during this one and he's being placed into the back of an ambulance. Back to the action. Duggan reverses an Irish whip into the corner and hits a clothesline as Luger stumbles out of the corner. Duggan then reaches into his trunks, and I start to panic here. (laughs) (laughs) But thankfully, he pulls out a concealed roll of tape and starts to tape his fist up. That's what it was. Why
0: he was really happy to be involved.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought the hamster may be coming out of so it I was thankful to, to see the tape. In a desperate move for you, Jimmy Hart climbs onto the apron and distracts Duggan with a two-by-four. And as he heads over... Luger composes himself and pushes Duggan so that he hits his own 2 by 4 allowing Lex to pick Duggan up and apply the torture rack. And Jim Duggan taps almost instantly, allowing the most glorified job man in the wrestling business to steal one. (laughs) I was surprised here because the crowd popped for this finish, didn't they? Yeah, they they did. And Luger has has had had a tough time. I I didn't get it. Back from the break, we're, uh, we're back with Mean Gene who this time has been joined by the Macho Man for a few words. Gene tells us that Savage is going to be a busy man over the next few weeks before giving us a rundown of his itinerary. Savage is going to be part of the team competition with New Japan Wrestling at Starcade. He'll be facing the winner of the triangle match on that card if he's still the champion, because next week on Nitro, he's got another title defence against the Giants. I mean... They are desperate here for Savage to, to drop this title. Yeah. There's... He's had t- two title defences in a, in a couple of weeks. He's, dif- he's got two matches on the uh, Starcade card. Um, yeah, the are the, 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 trying their best here to, 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 get, to get Macho Man to get matcho Every time he gets five
0: minutes in the flipping spotlight, Hogan nicks it. Ugh.
2: Yeah. Anyway, Macho Mike. He, he cuts a fairly decent, typical Macho promo. He yeah, calls great. this Mission Impossible, and yeah. he'll take one match at a time. And we're at main event time, gentlemen. Fleur and the Battery Double A, they enter to a, an explosive reception from the crowd. Love it. We've got a lot of people in the crowd with the, the four-finger horseman in the air massively over here. Hometown, hometown fans. this is it both from
1: country.
0: both from North Carolina? It was,
2: yeah, I, I like this though. It's, it's good. It's yeah, good to, you know, the heels getting a bit of a bit of recognition every now and again. It was it was a nice it was, different atmosphere, but it was it was good to see. Sting's music is playing, and the stinger is making his way down to the ring. Com's question where Hogan is here, and after a delay, Hogan follows Sting out. I bet he hated this, didn't he? After oh, to oh, share the, the limelight with Sting, Still tail Sting between music. his legs, no music of his own. <laughs> I was
1: thinking this was this was. Um, uh, like an intentional thing because he, he got fucking mega booze, didn't he? When he came yeah, out, i like, it. Was, absolutely he I'd never heard Hogan a Sucks chance, yeah. negative oh, reaction had, yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I think it was. I don't know if it was like he didn't want his, you know, coming out the music, to music to his yeah. music with loads of Ooh, booing. So, I think he yeah. just kind of ran out, yeah, when it's, when it's fearing like, the worst
2: of, and just like, yeah, trying sneak of, on loads of in the ring. Uh, double A sting, kick this one off and lock up. Double A counters an attempted hip toss and delivers a nicely worked fireman's carry throw that the crowd love. We then get our first press slam of the match as Sting holds <laughs> Double A in the air while the crowd are chanting Hogan sucks in the background, giving the Hulkster an early taste of what is potentially to come down the line. Hulk throws a cheap shot here to Double A when he's when he's on the outside of the uh, the rink and Double A wants a piece of him. Sting tags Hogan in. But double A rethinks this one. He retreats to the corner and tags Fleur in to go up against Hogan. Fleur dishes out the, the traditional Fleur chops to the chest that Hogan no sells before Hogan lands a back body drop. Fleur is then whipped out of the ring and then, then Sting lands her, a chop to the face that makes Fleur hit the deck on the outside. When he's rolled back in, he lands a, a nice eye poke to the Hogan that the crowd pot for. They're, they're lapping up every every sly cheap yeah, shot here great, from, from, from the heels. Are, as I said, massively over it. It was good to see. Uh, the horsemen then isolate Hogan. They cut him off from the, from the, uh, the, the other side of the ring and a couple of double-team shots before Hogan eventually manages, manages to duck a chop from Ric Fleur and tag Stinger in. We get our second... Press slam of the contest here, and then Sling climbs up on the top turnbuckle to lead us off into the traditional 10 punches to the head. However, Fleur stops this early. He, he picks Stinger up and lands an inverted atomic drop before tagging in double A. Double A then goes up top before Sting is quick up off the canvas, and he grabs double A off the top turnbuckle before throwing down and applying the scorpion Deathlock. lock. Mm-hmm. Fleur jumps in here straight away to break this hold, but Sting anticipates this. He drops the hold on Arn before reapplying it onto Fleur. Hogan then tries to enter here for some strange reason. You know, Sting's he's doing a great job here of, of, of dealing with both, but for some reason Hogan jumps in and this interference distracts the referee. And while this is happening, double A lands a nicely executed DDT onto, onto Sting. It's at this point in the match we get some outside interference as Jimmy Hart and Lex Luger head down to the ring. Jimmy Hart, he jumps up up on the apron, he distracts the referee and while this is taking place, Lex Luger has approached Hogan from behind and he throws him into the ring post before applying the torture rack to Hogan. The horsemen then start going to work on Sting. They isolate him from Hogan, they work the leg, Fleur locks in the figure four and he's holding onto to to apply more pressure onto Sting's knee. Sting Hulk's up, he reverses the hold, and as he begins to drag Fleur to the middle of the ring, he gets the tag to Hogan. But the ref is distracted and he hasn't seen the clean tag and orders Hogan back out the ring.
0: Classic spot, then. Yeah. yeah. You never it's... see them anymore. <laughs> 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 I fucking hate it as well when Hogan, every time he does it, he like, like mugs it to the crowd, like, come on, you all saw that. Like, as if the ref's going to go, oh, okay, well, the fans are it. final. You know what I mean? Like, God, oh, just cartoon shit. He's, in he. he's,
2: too, he's too dramatic of anything, know, isn't salty, he? He's, yeah. Just we get We get more work from the horseman targeting the knee of Sting once again, before Sting manages to slam Fleur from the top turnbuckle and gets a close two-fall. Fleur tags Arn back in, and they continue to cut the tag off to Hogan until Arn assumes the idiot position, allowing Sting <laughs> to hit a face slam and get the tag to Hogan. Hogan enters the ring, but Arne manages to rake the eyes before landing the trademark spine oh, buster, which the crowd erupted for. Yeah, awesome. But once again, Hogan no-sells this. Oh, I, fuck, mean, I, know, I mean, mate. come on, Hogan. Like, the thought of allowing a bit of spotlight I on know. another wrestler I is know. just ludicrous to him, is there? There's, there's, there's more chance of Vince McMahon using an adjective other than bizarre conscribed gold <laughs> dust <gold laughs> than, Hogan, than Hogan putting someone over. <laughs> It is just
1: a It's absurd, isn't it? Like a, <laughs> a piss weak leg drop is devastating, no, never no. fails to get the win. Yeah. But when
0: a spine buster has no effect at all it just yeah. makes everything else look so stupid when he's just yeah. like.
1: Yeah.
2: Hometown
0: with hero him. with his finishing move, executing. Yeah. Just, just for
2: once, just for once, just just sell it and let him have a bit I of the spotlight I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. What What's it called? Anyway, Hogan then, he, he lands a, a big boot to Fleur who stumbles into the corner. He turns to Arne, he delivers a big boot to Arne who hits the canvas. He then lands a leg drop onto AA. Sting then lands a stinger splash onto Fleur in the corner and the ref counts the one 2 three. After this, we get Pillman who uh, heads from the back. He rushes down to the ring and the horsemen are taking over. They're beating up both Sting and Hogan. Lex Luger, who has only been out the ring, I'd say five minutes, maybe, he comes back out to save his best friend, <laughs> but leaves Hogan to this onslaught from Fleur and Double A Sting. i noted
1: this down as a sorry, Liam. i, Go on. I noted Go on. this down as a, the best thing Luger's Luger's possibly done in the sense that he, he, there's a bit of logic applied. Yeah, he's come out yeah. and saved his friend, but then he, then, he, then the person he wanted to see getting beaten up, he's, he's left, left, allowed it to happen. So
2: yeah, first time thought, he's not looked
0: like an idiot to date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well done, Lex Luger for that. <laughs> God, we're giving credit when it's taken
2: it. this long. <laughs> Sting isn't happy with this. He pushes Luger aside and he goes over to help Hogan. Macho Man heads down to the ring at this point, and despite there being no reason to, because the situation has calmed down, Sting is cleared. He's cleared the ring. Uh, he, he gets into the ring, but but Sting, noticing Savage Savages has entered. He he turns to him and clocks him right in the kisser. <laughs>
0: Yeah, which is the line used to describe it on comms. Both commentary yeah. teams this week, did you see that? Both commentary teams
2: used the line Write in the <laughs> right in the kisser. Did they? How right in the kisser? How right in the kisser. Oh, I missed, I missed it on Raw. Yeah, on it Raw was remember well. that, that. That just shows you how, how boring Raw uh, Yeah, I know,
0: you just tuned out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Me and Gene is straight on the scene here to grab a few words when uh, when G was in the ring. He was getting ready to, to start this interview off there a There was a young lad in the bottom corner of the screen who had, who'd picked up one of those uh, those yellow foam Hulk hogan and he, and he he starts to tear away a bit before <laughs> before sticking the the four fingers in the air. Amazing. Was love it <laughs> well done well done from that young man yeah. superb. <laughs> That's we then get we then get a similar spot to last week about loyalties and friends, yeah. and you know that 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 goes on for a couple of minutes. Hogan tries to, to calm the situation down, saying, "Sting saved the day," before telling us he's on suspension. Well, why are you wrestling then, Hulk? <laughs> like I, I didn't get that. Like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, this, a
1: th- thing he didn't eat from last week probation, but he fucked it. Yeah, and he yeah said like, suspension. Well,
2: it, it, it brought me back to the point when he he told us all that that. Macho wasn't injured when when they clearly ran with that he was and now he's saying that he's suspended what an idiot what an idiot (laughs) anyway Savage suggests that they all take a chill pill and they should all (laughs) stick together and on this they all shake hands one happy family and they head to the back (sighs) as we return from an ad break comms greet us and they chew the fat about what has just taken place before Heenan predicts that we're going to see a new heavyweight champion next week when Macho Man goes up against the Giant and that is your lot from Nitro this week
0: So that was the 11th of December 1995 edition of WCW Monday Nitro. And now let's see what we all made of it with our ratings, builders and killers. My builders are, build number one, the four horsemen being uber over in their hometown. Awesome to see, almost as much as it was to hear the Hogan Sucks chants piping up instantly without any real reason cracking stuff. Build number two. Eddie and Mr. JL, no additional commentary needed. Well done for giving these guys decent time and for talking up on comms. Eddie's belt-holding potential, great. And build number three. Jimmy Hart and Mean Gene trading verbal barbs. Great stuff, this. How they didn't crack up when they were just, just being so <laughs> absolutely yeah, it was very spiteful good. towards one another is incredible. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, Jim, what were your Nitro ratings builders?
1: Builder number one. It's just a free pass for this guy. All he's got to do is turn up, have a match, and he's got the builder number one spot sewn up. That is, of course, uh, it's Mister Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> uh, he worked well, I thought, with Mister JL. Good match, enjoyed it all around. Um, builder number two is uh, Paul Orndorff, Mister Wonderful. Uh, he got a dominant win over Disco Inferno. Yeah, uh, you never thought, you know, so this won't come in Didn't, you? didn't. Uh, dominant win over Disco Inferno. <laughs> he made me laugh with his with his shit dancing. Uh, <laughs> He even got on the mic for a bit. So, shame the, uh, the four horsemen completely <laughs> ob- obliterated him so soon after this. We'll never
0: see him again. And yeah. he looks like the head.
1: <laughs> and, and I also, though, thanks to you Liam, he looks like the head. It's even another, yeah, it's Mr. Another Wonderful.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and echoing one of your points, Steve, building number three, the crowd reaction at Hulk Hogan, massive <laughs> boos. Hogan sucks chance throughout the match it, they even skipped his entrance music, as we've said, because having preempted the reception you get and the fact that, you know, they've gotten rattled
0: so much, the crowd there, I love that. loved it. <laughs> Great stuff. Liam, how about you? What were your Nitro ratings builders?
2: This week, Nitro builders for me at the top, the Four Horsemen. I mean, this is what we've, we've needed and been crying out for for weeks. We've got this nasty heel, at the top of the show, we had a good portion of the show dedicated to them. What a what a breath of fresh air it is dealing with these th- this lot compared to the Dungeon of Doom. From <laughs> yeah. from when they came on and delivered the spike pile driver, the, you know, to the main event, I loved every bit of this. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Uh number two, I'm gonna go for the main event. Uh, I thought it was very entertaining. It was a good watch. Uh great reception uh from the crowd for the horsemen. I loved Hulk Hogan. Uh, again, he's come up and he's getting the booze. You know, he, he did his very best to squash this one. Not selling anything, but yeah. that couldn't even take the gloss off it. I was I was thoroughly entertained, enjoyed that. And builder number three, the opener Eddie Guerrero, Mister J L. You know, n- nice, refreshing. What you what you need just to to grab your attention straight away. Uh, we get further enhancement of Eddie going up, uh, maybe for one of the titles, and it was good to see.
0: Cracking stuff. Over to the killers. Mine were. Killer number one, Hacksaw versus Luger. Kel surprise. Killer number two, Paul Orndorff versus Disco Inferno. At least oh, it was on.
2: short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you, you're, not, you're not turning Mr. Wonderful into <laughs> no, no, Marty no. Genesee. He's, 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 he's not come quite on. Marty <laughs> I was just surprised
1: by his good performance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and killer number three, the main event finish. A shite end to an otherwise yeah, cracking match. Yeah. Jim, over to you. What were your Nitro Ratings Killers?
1: Right, I've gone killer number one after the, the hoo-ha, the palaver, <laughs> the rigmarole that was made surrounding probation and, you know, the, <laughs> fact, that, the fact that the axe was was hovering dangerously close to, to the necks yeah. of the top stars. Was. Um, there was no mention of it this week until <laughs> Hogan just brought it up incorrectly at the end. He said he was on suspension. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was no talk whatsoever. And then the comms lads on the way out they kind of had to shoehorn <laughs> it in. It alluded to this idea of probation being a thing again and he didn't even mention that Flair was on probation but surely he's finished now. He's just fucking he's murdered <laughs> <No>. Paul Orndorff. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Wonderful's dead. He's <laughs> oh. just giving him a spike power driver on the concrete. <laughs> he's surely fired. But anyway. <laughs> so it'll be really annoying next week when they start banging about probation again and Flair's still there. Oh, no. um, killer number two. It's. It was never going to be too far away. It's Lugovoy, uh, Jim Duggan who signed that it off. Has to be, yeah. Who signed that yeah, off? And... It's very rare you get a match where where the referee is the best performer in the ring. But <laughs> St Patrick <laughs> yes. was the star there. Go on, Tim.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> And uh, final killer from me. It was. It was part of an interesting segment that 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 kind of did obviously effectively get. The heels over as as nasty pieces of work, but at the same time, it all felt a bit weird. But the actual specific bit I'm I'm focusing in on is um, uh, Brian Pilmer's promo. Yeah, fair enough.
2: Oh yeah, it was car crash,
0: car crash. Yeah, Liam, how about you? What were your Nitro ratings killers?
2: Uh, killers list for Nitro at the top, number one, Lex Luger. Um, further evidence of this guy's jobber profile Jim Duggan looked all but certain to pick the victory up here <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, I honestly can't remember a, a match that, that we've covered <laughs> where, where Lex Luger has dominated the uh, the, the, the match I, I can't remember uh-huh. it he like he, he comes off second best all the time <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and he's still involved like in, <laughs> in the main storylines I don't get it he's, it's shocking yeah. shocking uh, number two Hulk Hogan I thought it was criminal here not to to give the crowd what they wanted, yeah. um, I thought it was set up here for you know the heels to pick up the victory. Once Lex Luger got involved with a torture rack uh, to to potentially injure Hogan, mm-hmm. I thought this was was set up then for the uh, the victory. But his uh, his inability to to sell anything was was diabolical. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, epitomizes his influence on the company. He has to manage to to hulk up and and, and look look the, the the better wrestler all mm-hmm. the time. Shocking. Mm-hmm. And killer number three disco Inferno and Mr Wonderful right like two wrestlers that two wrestlers that I don't give a damn about why are they on the uh, on the program you know we've not we've not seen Mr. Wonderful for months inferno we don't want to see and it was just a massive waste of time <laughs> couldn't agree more <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, having let all of that sink in let's see which show we thought deserved to take the victory in the ratings battle this week Liam which show gets the nod from you
2: I can't believe a show that featured Mr Wonderful and in Disco Inferno <laughs> would be the one that I was I'm gonna go for but it was it was clear this week it was, there was daylight between Nitro and Raw once again easily Nitro this week for me
0: fair dues Jim which show gets your vote
1: yeah, I'm with you all the way, Liam. You can't be having uh, that that toilet episode for Raw um, in anywhere near the the winner slot this week. And obviously, you, you can bring the strategic side of it as well into the into, into the equation because um, they have, mm-hmm. they were advertising the Orton versus Sting at Owen on uh, ahead of time. Whether yeah, the point I would
2: imagine that's got the point. I went tactical last last time and it didn't it didn't pay off. So I'm and you know I'm, I'm I don't know which way to go now.
1: If this isn't Nitro, I'll go on reckon like, I know nothing about this. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay, cool. I am clueless about this. If, if this isn't Nitro,
0: fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, nitro, gets smile this week again. Both, both were poor. Being honest, um, uh, this this needs to pick up and quite quickly from both both sides. Well, that's what we think. But what did the American public think in 1995? Over to the Golden Envelope. raw 2.5 nitro 2.6 oh,
1: they've
0: done it. Yeah, oh. finally finally there he goes on Tenrox there the picker's reputation was hanging in the balance <laughs> there Liam, for a second but he's got away with it by the skin of his teeth yikes well that is 6-6 six, six. we are all square once more a well, deserved victory i think that uh, that time lads
1: what a what a what a start to the ratings battle. Back and forth.
0: It it is, just maybe. blow for blow. Well, before we head off to start tracking down vintage Toy Erector sets on the dark web, <laughs> don't forget <laughs> to follow us on Twitter. We're at TMN Scores. That's at TMN Scores. Well, all that's left to say is farewell, so it's goodbye from us all. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, this has been the Monday Night Scores. Well, having let all of that sink in, let's see which show we thought deserved to take the ratings battle victory this week. Liam, which show gets the nod from you're you? You might want to say that again. The ratings battle
1: Now No, you're right. You, you won't say that again. you <laughs>
0: Ratings battle
1: victory, yeah. <laughs> Victory in the ratings battle. Yeah. No, it's just, it sounded odd. Then, then I've thought about it, and it doesn't sound odd. It sounds <laughs> like, absolutely fine.